Welcome to a workplace. I haven't punched anyone at work. What happens when someone says you were giving him googly eyes? I only wear tight see-through t-shirts. How much do you compromise to get what you want? Moms who work are just parenting two times. This is like modern work. Well, you could give the job to him, but I'll do it for less. That's sexual harassment. Sorry I'm not wearing makeup. This is just how I look. Working. <laughs> and having a vagina. <laughs> Now we're starting. What, um, you've brought us a little something to kick us off. What do you got? Yeah, we'll kick off this episode with a new segment. Okay. Called That's What She Said. Okay. <laughs> so this is from an article that Sally Krawcheck wrote. She is one of the co-founders of Elevest. Okay. Which is an investment company made for women. Oh. Elevest. Got it. Cute. Mm-hmm. Um, So this came out on Equal Pay Day, which this year was March 24th, and I never knew about this day. No, I I try not to pay attention to the one day a year that someone calls out my social, like, inequity. (laughs) So So it's the day that it would take for a woman to keep working into the year... To make as much money as a man did the year before. Interesting. So the actual day changes every year depending on like where women are supposedly at. Oh, okay. Yeah. So here I'll read it. Okay. Equal pay day is a day in 2021 that represents how far into the year the average woman, in quotes, must work to earn as much as a white man made in 2020. Okay. It's the day on which we traditionally bemoan the gender pay differential, celebrate women who have made it, share the research on the positive power of diversity, and give advice to those who aren't quite there yet on how to win at work. Mm. But can we please not, she says. Equal pay day misses the point. Yeah. Okay, I like this more now. I was like, just going to be nice about it until (laughs) you finished. (laughs) I was like, ah, this is really not my thing. Curveball. Curveball. Sally, you said? (laughs) Now you want to know her name. Sally. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even, you're right. I didn't, I was like, I'm not committing this to memory. Sally, let's go. She continues, equal payday misses the point. In fact, it misses a whole bunch of points. So, first equal payday in 2020 was March 31st. This year it's March 24th. So that indicates the gender pay gap improved during 2020 because it took less time for women to catch up. Right. She says, no way. Um, In a year in which one in five women left the workforce and in which those women who stayed in the workforce lost productivity and Mm -hmm. in which men are being promoted at three times the rate of women, I don't know if equal pay day should really be in April or June or October. Yeah. And even if the date did slide up a week, the pay gap sure didn't get better. And it most certainly didn't shrink for black women whose unemployment rate is running at 8.4%. Yikes. And whose equal pay day is deemed to be sometime in August. Oh, Ooh boy. I was going to ask about some racial lines on this one because often this is through the lens of white women and I don't appreciate that. Yes. So, or for Latinx women, she says, whose equal pay day is set in October, while the unemployment rate among Latinx women is more than 9%. Yikes. 
So I'm, I'm quoting mostly this article. It's on Marie Claire. Um, but just to highlight a few other things, it's really worth reading because it's, it's good. And I didn't know what this day was. I've never heard of it. No. Um, she's basically saying it's like usually a day when we're giving women advice on how to keep working harder to mm-hmm. like, you know, keep pushing the state back and back. Mm-hmm. Um, but she says, if changing women were the answer, this battle would be over. <laughs> Just quite well said. Very well said. I Sally. agree. We've spent our entire adult lives conforming to society's expectations. So if it were just an issue of changing the way we work, then there would be no gender money gaps. And she goes on to add, to talk about not just hourly pay and salaries, mm-hmm. but also, also wealth gaps, which have to do with like how women invest and mm-hmm. what kind of support they get investing mm-hmm. because – like a huge percentage of um, financial advisors are men, and so their ideas yes. and the algorithms around yes. investing it's are very all sexist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I'm going to just throw a plug in here. We do have a topic in the jar for a financial episode, and I plan yeah. on releasing a little product with that, like a little f- spreadsheet for people. Oh, who, great! Yes. So just to, if you don't know anything about investing. It's a perfect beginner's spreadsheet into what a balanced portfolio looks like, where you can distribute money. So we'll we'll talk about and like specifically around family finances because a lot of women control like the bills and the payment. Like they're managing a household typically, um, and so even if it's even if the man of the house is the breadwinner women are typically handling a lot of the financial transactions and like hiring contractors or people, things that services that they need help with or doing the shopping or doing all these other things that all play into the finances. Anyway, so we'll, we'll get, we'll, it's in the jar. I'm really hoping to pull it soon, but oh yeah, who knows? Throw us your, throw your vibes into that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an equal playing field in that jar. Totally. <laughs> So the okay, so that that's that. Go read the article if you want. What equal pay day gets wrong? Very cool. Um, I think it's. I like it. I like it. I think it's really interesting to dig deeper into these days that are like off the cuff celebrated, but maybe not really. Yeah. Thought too much about or investigated. Right. Right. I'm I am also not a fan that one month is dedicated to black history. One month is dedicated to women's history. Like these are these things are more patronizing than they are helpful to me. That is my personal opinion. And I I understand that they're well intended, but just like a lot of things, you know, good intentions can't can't be the full battle. Like you've got to. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> it's not enough to be well-intended, that's all. Yeah. That's okay. what she said. Cool. That's what she said. I like it. Sally. Great. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, boss. Um, what, uh, oh, I'm Diana Pfeiffer. Oh. <laughs> we got so far into it. Yeah. I'm Diana Pfeiffer. I'm Paige Slaughter. <laughs> and what is our topic today? Paige. Today's a list. Okay. All the times you bled in your pants. <laughs> I'm sorry. I even knew, I knew what the topic was going to be, but it still got me. 
Because just hearing you say it and hearing, just imagining people hearing you say it through their speakers or headphones is a delight. Okay. Realizing we're actually going to talk about this. I thought maybe there was going to be a way around sharing embarrassing stories about this. I was like, no, no, maybe I'll share other people's stories. And I was like, that would be a cowardly thing to do. Because I've got, I've got some. So. Well, exactly. I put this one in because <laughs> it happens all the time. This is a fact of life. But we're life. hiding it and we're, oh, man. you know, sticking tampons up our sleeves. Yes. Right. Just the mere act of pulling some product out of your bag to go to the bathroom is like, oh, no, I got to smuggle it to the bathroom <laughs> so nobody knows that I am of childbearing age. Like, what is the point? Anyway, okay, since it's your topic, you kick us off first. I can't wait to hear. Ready, set, go. So my list is pretty short because I was on hormonal birth control for most of my life. Oh, you son of a gun. And did not experience this for a long time. Oh, Well, you're one of the lucky ones. Well, supposedly. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess it's all relative. But I I never, never, nothing could stop the force inside me. Nothing ever stopped my period. It was really, I was upsold on all hormonal birth control. Like, oh, well, your skin will clear up. You'll get super skinny and your period will stop. I was like, this is a dream come true. None of those things happened. In fact, the opposite happened on all of those things. Anyways. Isn't that wild, though, Mm. that there are ways to upsell birth control? (laughs) Right. Because preventing a pregnancy isn't the only point of interest. But what else can it do? Um, Well, I think what I originally... Well, it can save your entire life. I thought that was the only thing we needed to convince you on, but it could also do these other things. I think the skin thing was the primary reason when I was young. Mm, yeah. For I mean, it was for certainly me. a lot of excuses for a lot of young ladies. They're like, oh, well, I'm just, it's clearing up my acne. I'm like, oh, is that cool that your mom helped you do this? My mom would never, never, not in our household. You just stay a virgin until you're married. That was the rule. <laughs> and go get some Accutane. Yeah, exactly. Oh, gosh. Boy, that's a rabbit hole. Anyway, two <laughs> siblings on Accutane. Not good. Not good. Did they file uh, civil suits? No, we really should have, yeah. though. We really should have. A lot of people did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. anyway, um, so my my stories all happened within the last few years because this is a pretty new thing for me. <laughs> yeah. Which is, in itself, is incredible that to is be so a grown woman going through puberty essentially (laughs) (laughs) and having all these times where i'm like still learning how to cope with it yeah it's a lot to manage (laughs) it's a lot to manage it's a lot okay and so much uh anyway who are we we're preaching to the choir like oh yeah you all get it it's anyway so the first the so the first one on my list now granted these are not including any of the ones I can't remember happening. Sure. Or just like all the times it happens, like, you know, <laughs> it's waking routine. up in the morning. It's routine. Yes, yes. We won't count the wake ups because that is like 
gosh, if someone can get a magic solution together for me of like how to get blood out of your sheets and freaking mattress. The hydrogen peroxide didn't work? No, it did. It did. But like, I don't know. I just don't feel like hydrogen peroxide is always something that people have on hand. I mean, it's one of those household items that you should have always, but it's very old fashioned. So we don't have space for this anymore. We're all in tiny homes and apartments. We don't have storage. (laughs) Hydrogen peroxide. So the first one on my list is during a new job. I think it was like my first week. Oh, dear. And I was going into a co-working space to work and... A co-working space, like one of those places, like um, like WeWork, like one of those places. Yeah, because mm-hmm. okay. that's where this... So it's people working for all different companies in one building. Yeah, and okay. the company I was working for, that was like their home base. Oh, okay. Like she wanted us, well, me and her one other employee and her mm-hmm. to come together like once a week and work together. Okay. And otherwise we were remote. Um, so it was like my second or first day. And... And had to just oh no run home during my lunch break, Ooh. change my clothes, and then come back in a different outfit, <laughs> which is always fun. <laughs> just felt like a midday wardrobe change, you know? Uh, women, you know? Uh, we love fashion. Yeah, we just, just throw it to a, a, bear, a terrible female stereotype and then just... <laughs> Couldn't decide what to wear this Don't morning. Don't ask me questions. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see. Okay. I had a one-on-one coaching session with someone and was wearing these like really cool. Is um, this a second story? Yeah, this is a separate Okay, story. okay. It's a list. I got you, right. Uh, I was wearing really thin pants that are like gold because that's my color. <laughs> and I was fine the whole time sitting down. But as soon as I stood up, it was like. Mm, <sighs> right. Yes. Where the pants are keeping everything um damned i don't know what's the technical like a clogged yeah (laughs) blocked up (laughs) yeah damned damned i don't know what the technical term for damning is but and then gravity was like the and then the and then the levees broke (laughs) exactly (laughs) so it's funny during these that's a rough one (laughs) During these one-on-one sessions, because I'm, like, really listening hard and coming up with, like, choosing my words really wisely. And most of the time, we're having these, like, big breakthroughs. Uh-huh. So it's just after this, like, intense oh, session. Oh, boy. It's like, okay, good. Yeah, we feel good. And then stand up, and it's like, okay, bye. And <laughs> I didn't notice. Mm-hmm. But, of course, he's like, okay, bye, thanks. And then, like, runs away. <laughs> Oh, he noticed before I'm you did? I'm pretty sure he noticed. Okay. And I looked down like, oh, <laughs> my bad. That was awkward oh for you. <laughs> what, was he, what was going through his head? What, what do men think when they see blood coming from <laughs> Well, that's what from I... From our crotches and pants. Are they like... They're clearly not worried for our safety. They know what's happening because they're not like, oh, my God, are you okay? (laughs) But they're so embarrassed. Yes. They don't, like, he did not want me to know that I knew that he knew. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet thing. Sweet thing to do, I guess. (laughs) Oh. It's like when men are, I hear a lot of men say, like, oh, I just don't know what to do when a woman cries. (laughs) (laughs) I just. 
I'm like, I'll do you one better. I think I think there's a worse situation here that you're not considering. Crying is not that bad on the awkward moments of what you can do with women in the workplace. So, um... <laughs> Oh gosh, he hugged you. So did he notice before the hug? I think was no. Like, I think it oh geez, I'm, it must have been after. Oh boy, because I can't piece together in my memory like a hug and a run out the door. Right, <laughs> that would be. I feel like he wouldn't have hugged you if he noticed before. No, I don't think like, so. And, but I bet you afterward he was like, "Oh God, I just hugged her. Is it on me? <laughs> Do I have blood on me? Oh, amazing." The last time I was at the airport, um, it was after a very long drive. Uh-huh. So we got there, and I already knew that it was like I was going to have to change my clothes. Like, it was a long drive. So I, we we arrived, mm-hmm. and I already on my mind was like, got to go find a bathroom and, like, grab another pair of clothes out of my oh. backpack. But the lines... And some other ticketing issues that needed to happen first really just made the whole situation worse. (laughs) And the the whole time I kept thinking, man, I wish, not for my sake, but just for the sake of this circumstance, that I had drugs shoved up me. Because there's an episode Mm. of, of Broad City where, like, she wants to smuggle something. Oh. And so she wears pants that make it look like she just bled all the way through her pants. Oh, nice. Because then if, like, a dog comes and, like, sniffs her crotch, she's like, how dare you? Brilliant. The officer's all embarrassed. Brilliant. Wow, that is, like, that's some real-world, like, subterfuge. Like, this is why women are excellent in, like, espionage. Mm. Because no one ever suspects them. And there are so many awkward... Okay, I'm not going to side rail it. Keep going, keep going. Sorry, I'm not going to side I think you should finish that sentence. Okay, because (laughs) there are so many things that men feel awkward about. Like, in the military, we had to do drills where we had to pretend to search someone for weapons. Like, like, um, you know, on bases in foreign countries, when people come up to the gate and they look suspicious, you have to search them. And, of course, my partner shoved the fake gun in his crotch because he knew that I wasn't going to, like, grab his crotch because it was too uncomfortable and then he was like you're dead i was like dang it like (laughs) you okay but in a real life scenario i would and they're like nope that's not a good enough excuse and it's like i mean it's rare that a that a woman is on the side of the frisking to a man but like men frisking women like i don't know it's just there are a lot more scenarios where men can be, like, completely shut down because they're, like, so embarrassed by the circumstances that they're, like, forget it. Women aren't threatening anyway. Like, they're pro- it's probably not them. Any version of a woman using her, like, the her stereotypes period. of her or mm-hmm. her own femininity against yes. something or someone yes. makes me really excited. Yeah. Crying or claiming motherhood are both popular things, too, to get, like, weapons and bombs past people. Like, like for, for, like, when other people, on other forces use women as, oh. like, um, as, you know, combatants, basically. The, they'll have, well, they'll help women cry, and then the man feels bad, and then they let them go through, or, like, my child is in there, I need to do that, like, because we are very, society is very, um, sympathetic toward women sometimes 
Gotta flip that stuff on its head. Smuggling. Not advocating for smuggling drugs necessarily. Definitely not. But but man. I did feel like I could have been one of the main characters on Broad City that day. <laughs> or any day. I have never seen it, so I don't know if that's a compliment or not. It is. Okay, good. <laughs> to me. Then you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that was second story. Second uh, la- That was the third one. Last oh, on my list was just during this conference meeting that like you're stuck in a room and you're pretty sure it's like I don't know you know it's gone past a couple layers (laughs) and just hoping it's not like on the chair (laughs) but then what you just have to wait it out oh man that is you know torture I didn't have a jacket torture I had to be the last one in the room Uh uh-huh uh-huh or just stomp out of there, I guess, but I didn't choose to do that. No, no. My word. This is very funny because you had so many years where you didn't have to, like, navigate these issues. What Typically, like, young women are all kind of having these episodes together when they're younger. And then they certainly do happen when you're older. Like, it just is always going to happen. But when you're, like, brand new to the scene... To the whole tampon pad game. <laughs> New it's, kid uh, on the block. It's tough, yeah. And so the fact that you had delayed that onset by many years is probably not uncommon. I imagine a lot of women are in the same boat where it's like, oh, now that I'm getting my period regularly and at like a heavy or normal, you know, flow, I don't know. Yeah. It's not light when it starts. <laughs> um, well, okay, so... <clears throat> one, I think all bathrooms should have some supplies in them. I have that written down as a point. Right. Yes. yes. Because what do you do? I mean, luckily I don't... This town is small and I'm never very far from home. Right. But what if you are? You have to go to the store mm-hmm. or just shove some toilet paper in there. Oh, boy. Yeah, when my mom taught me that trick when I was little, I was like... What? When would I ever need to do that? That's what I thought. I was like, lady, how hard is it to have supplies with you at all times? Oh, my gosh. Apparently quite hard. I remember, so one of my exes said, like, he couldn't believe that this high school girl, because he worked at a high school, Uh like, accidentally put two tampons inside her. Okay. And, like, forgot that one was there and left it for a long time and had to go to the doctor yeah he knew this because that was his like job right and i was like uh it's not very hard to do to forget what's going on yeah no i've done it i've done it at least once it's kind of a lot to keep track of it is a lot to keep track of and then when that second one comes out you're like oh no (laughs) how did i miss this but it's not that hard you dick Also, you can't comment on this. You're not allowed to comment. Yeah. I don't know of anything to compare it to in the male world. There's a great commercial that thinks created. Oh, good. And the whole premise is if men were the ones getting their periods, we would have a completely different understanding of them. Completely different. It's wonderful to watch it's so delightful thanks i have so many pairs of their we've talked about them before haven't we i'm waiting for them to arrive oh man i can't wait (laughs) the other thing i think 
should be different, mm-hmm. is being able to say what's going on when you're like in a really bad mood at work. Oh. Or if you're like when I'm having really bad cramps. Yeah. And someone's like, how are you? Or <laughs> I want to like curl over mm-hmm. because I feel horrible mm-hmm. and in pain. But we can't express those things or we don't. We don't. We no. don't express them. Yeah. Because you cannot how pe- casually say, well, I have some like pretty bad period cramps today. It's making me want to lay in the fetal position. <laughs> but I can't. So I'm miserable. You know, like. <laughs> How are you? There's no casual. Just, you can't throw that at someone while they're passing by your desk. (laughs) Just, I was just casually asking. I did not want to know. DTIF. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the whole secrecy element to bleeding is quite bothersome. Yeah. Is the point of my list. You know, I think... I, I don't think it's realistic to expect men to, like, be more receptive of this. Because I don't, I don't actually think I want them to be. I kind of like that this is part of our secret world that we have as women. Oh, yeah. Um, but I do think women should be a little bit more, like, receptive and supportive of it. But everybody's... Um, <laughs> everyone's period journey is so different. Because, like you, some women haven't had their period in, like, 15 years and cannot relate like you know my friend emily i i always try to um commiserate with her on my pms and she'll always be like oh yeah that and she knows like she's not helping me but she's like oh i don't i don't really have those things and i'm like oh yeah i forgot you've been telling me that for years like she like doesn't pms and i'm like how how is that possible but you're such an even and happy person (laughs) No mood swings at all. Um, You're like, I keep telling you, hoping that you'll I know, have I'm had like, some symptoms by now. Maybe it changed. Yeah, um, that it hasn't. But, like, I do think it's, you know, if you don't, if you don't have, like, really heavy periods or awful cramps or crazy PMS symptoms, you at least know someone who does. So, like, maybe just we could we could all be a little bit better about making a joke out of it, being more casual with each other about it. Like, because if we can't normalize it amongst each other, it is a far cry to expect men to be like totally okay with it when you're like, oh, I am miserable because I'm mid-cycle or whatever. You know, so like, true. So, and again, I don't want men to, I don't need men to know about this stuff. Mm-hmm. I like that it is our thing. <laughs> I like that it's part of our like pain threshold getting a little higher each month preparing us for childbirth if that is like an option but if not you just get this sweet really high pain threshold uh out of nowhere you know like (laughs) we're way better at being sick because of it you know like i feel like there's a lot of things that we could celebrate about this i like it (laughs) i was not expecting for this to take this turn i didn't know it was such a period streamers Red party hats. Totally. We would just look a giant look like a giant state farm commercial. Um anyways, so <laughs> so I don't have as many points as you. I only had four. Well, 
I know, and but like you, I was thinking of like, God, when didn't I bleed through my pants, you know? <laughs> right. I got my first period when I was 11 years old, kid. Whoa. Yeah, and I think that's because of all those hormones my mom fed me. <laughs> no, I have three. Like in your soup? <laughs> yeah, like the sixth sense, you know, when the mom's just poisoning her daughter a little time. Um, so I have three older sisters, and I suspect... And anecdotally, I just, like, ask girls, you know, who have, who are the oldest sibling or the youngest with women in the family, I ask them, like, kind of, like, when they get their period, because it's always the oldest gets it 15, 16, 14, like, later. Oh, yeah. And then each, ch- each daughter that follows after that, if you have, you know, more than three daughters or more than two daughters they each get progressively earlier. Mm-hmm. So I suspect that because I was, like, my nearest sister was six years older than me because there's a brother in between there. So by the time, I I don't know. I have no idea how to explain this. I don't know why periods sink or if there's even anything to that. I've not even actually, like, fact-checked that whole thing. I've just assumed that it's true because it always happened. Well, it's in Mean Girls. So. Right. <laughs> So we're going to mark that one as true. Um, Maybe your sister could tell us. I don't know. I'm just going to go to her for anything medical from now on. But um, so that's my theory as to why I got my period when I was 11 years old. Super young. Way too young to be managing any of that. So my first story is um, I was in York Beach, Maine when I was 12 maybe 11 going on 12, I was up there at my friend's summer house. My friend Amanda, who's like my bestie at the time. And um, we went to the beach and I, I think I was spotting before um, we got there, but I had had like a, like several periods by this point. So I thought, I thought I kind of knew that like, oh, it was light spotting. I'll have a couple days of light spotting no big deal. I'll just swim a lot. I don't need to wear anything because I don't have anything. So I'll be fine. And that we all know where this is going. I mean, as soon as I said beach, people were like, oh, geez. And so her older brother also had a friend um, with him on this trip. He was three years older. And we were so we were 12 at the time. He was 15. <laughs> God. And we were sitting on the beach. We were all on the beach. And the water in Maine is very, very cold. Very similar to the North um, North Pacific, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but the North Atlantic is freezing. And oh, we were sitting on the beach. And I was wearing, like, a light blue and white bathing suit. Like, it was not dark colors. It was a perfect canvas for a red blossoming flower on my crotch and I was sitting with my knees tucked up as you often do when you're insecure about your body and so (laughs) I saw her brother look at my crotch and like run away like they were like oh let's go let's go swimming and then like took off and it was so obvious that even a girl who has barely had her period I like looked down and was like (laughs) I just shriveled up and died that day so i have no more stories because that was my death um and then, <laughs> you were red white and blue and crying no i was it was so terrible um i don't know if you've watched the cartoon big mouth on netflix no but they are it's a wildly crass and like 
very vulgar um, TV show because it's all about kids going through puberty. Oh, the British one? No. Oh. It's a car- it's oh, an it's animated series. Oh. So it's all about, like, these kids going through puberty. And um, I think, like, one of the second episodes, like, very first season is the girl getting her period on a field trip in white shorts. And it's, like, this, like, humiliating thing. They capture a lot of good um, pubescent moments on that show. So anyway. Um, Number two on the list. Don't watch it with the family. It's I'm not recommending it with a... For the family. Watch by yourself. Um, okay, so the number two, same family. This was a wake up, but like, again, her brother was involved. Like, I've never had some one person see my period happen so many times. <laughs> and so, and so um, I was at a sleepover at her house. I got up. My friend saw that I had blood on the back of my pajamas, but didn't say anything. And I walked right out the door to the kitchen, like... How do you know she saw? She told you later? Yes. She was like, oh, I thought I saw something on your pant. And I was like, you didn't tell me. I was so angry and so embarrassed. And I think it was also the same friend that was in York that was at the party. Anyways, it's always hard when someone has older siblings, like boy older siblings, because you either fall madly in love with them or you're just terrified of them all the time. This was terrifying. I was always terrified of Bobby. Anyway, so of Donovan. Um, okay, so I have. So I, I, I'm sure I have like a million other stories, but instead of like recounting list like point by point, I want to just go through the phases of when you realize you've bled through your pants, like the 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 like that initial moment all the way to, like, your recovery and getting out of the situation. Okay, love it. Do these apply to all of your childhood memories up to adulthood? No, these are covering... Good question, good question. Um, these are covering all my professional, like, all my professional lives. Okay, got it. Fast forward to adult life. Yes, Diana. adult life still somehow leaking through everything. Haven't when, figured it out When yet. will I learn? Well, because I did switch to thinks, so I was like, cool, I'm, I'm off... The I'm off the hook scot free, and then I did not realize that I would still need to like do something, <laughs> like change them frequently, or have some sort of second layer dual protection. Anyway, okay, so the first stage is that first feeling of like, ooh, like that gush. <laughs> the gush. I that heard gush. it referred to the gush. Have oh, you heard? have. Yes. Oh, okay. And I was like. <gasps> I know exactly what you're talking about. What a great word. It's like, it's, it's when that pool is sitting inside you, like what you mentioned in your, in one of your stories, and it doesn't move until you're like, you uncoil your body, you stand up or like, or it's just been, it's just been collecting and then it decides to move to phase two. And now it's on the outside of your body and you're like, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. So... (laughs) So then, so there's the gush, and then you got to, like, <laughs> you're feeling some absorption going on, and you're like, I hope, I hope, you're wondering what kind of underwear you wore that day, because you're like, do I have, is it like a thin, lacy situation? Is it like those Lululemon barely there underwear? God help you if it was. Or do I have, like, oh, thank goodness, I got my things on today just randomly. That never happens. That's never a scenario. Um, so you're like feeling the absorption. And then 
if you've been sitting, sometimes uh, this is this has happened to me a couple times where it's like the phantom bleed through where you stand up and you're like, my butt is soaked <laughs> and then nothing's there. And you're like, Eureka, like, hallelujah. Somebody loves the me. Phantom. <laughs> the phantom bleed. Yes, that's so true. Because you, you always it. know it's coming. You like, you know, you're going to get your period because like you kind of figure it out by your 30s. <laughs> And so, and so, Bless the Lord. And so you're like, oh, I'm going to get my period. Oh, I think I just got it. Uh, it's but my everything feels wet. And then you're like, oh, there's like nothing there. Why do I feel like, like I wet my pants? Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> Thank I, you. I don't have to put on anything. I can just continue going about my day and potentially bleed through later. What a treat. Yeah. You never like, oh, maybe I should take some precautions. Like, nope. You're just like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. Um, okay. So then there's... <laughs> There's that phantom one, but sometimes it's not a phantom, and you have to kind of, like, check. You're trying to see. You're, like, <laughs> you're curling yourself forward to look at the front of your crotch, and then, because there's no way you can look over the back of yourself. Because it's not, like, oh, yeah. up your butt. You're not a baby pooping up its back. Thank goodness. It's just, it's all underneath. But it might have absorbed up the back a little. It's how can I arch my back and curl over to get a good view of what's going yes. on. You're like a cat licking itself. <laughs> have, you, have you ever seen a cat sitting like, yeah, when sitting like sit a like human? <laughs> when they just like hang with their legs open and you're like, whoa, you don't give a, ru- a fuck, cat. Anyway. Yet another reason to want to be like a cat. Oh, goodness. Okay, yeah, so, that, when, so when phase three is gross. checking on the situation. Yeah, phase three is like checking on it. And then shortly, maybe piggybacking that phase is like, don't move. <laughs> but but run. But don't move. Don't, don't mess it up. Don't make it spread. You know, like if you start walking, now it's coming out and it's just, who knows? Rubbing between your thigh. I don't know. All shapes and sizes here. Lots of thigh rub in our audience, I'm sure. I've got thigh rub. I don't have that gap. (laughs) Freeze and flee. Freeze and flight at the same time. The same time. Yes. What a conundrum. So that, I forgot what, I don't know what phase we're on anymore. That was five. And the whole time you're just like... No, 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 no. Like maybe I didn't, maybe it didn't happen. Maybe it didn't happen. Maybe it didn't happen. But it did. Um, and then you get to the toilet. <laughs> if you're lucky, you get to some some sort of bathroom. Maybe you're lucky enough to live close to home and you can run home, but you get to a bathroom and then you have to just sit on the toilet and like weigh your options because you're like, okay, I've bled through three layers of fabric. <laughs> I didn't check the chair before I left, so I don't actually know. Thankfully, most office chairs are black. So if you're in a meeting, let's hope for that dark upholstery. <laughs> Which, if you do bleed on a chair, do you go back and clean it up at some point? I feel like you have to tell someone it's a biohazard. To just have blood in a chair? I don't know. Yeah, I would I would want to go back to that situation for sure. <laughs> if that was an option. I would just go back to that very calmly. Go back to the conference room if it was in a meeting. Open a window, roll that chair to the window, and throw it out the window. <laughs> That's all. You can set it on fire first if you have the supplies, but just roll it out the window. You don't need to tell anybody. Um, 
<laughs> okay. And then, you know, and then from here, you're just like forming a plan. Because if you don't have a backup pair of pants or a store close by where you can like go buy something. And who does? Do people do that? I don't think so. I mean, if you're planning that far, I mean, why didn't you, you just have <laughs> period underwear and a pad and a tampon and all at once? <laughs> But when you're good all the time, yeah, I like, know when you're waiting to get your period, you don't want to put a tampon until it's there. Uh, no, it's That's like so dry. atrocious, but you can, I mean, but pads you can like, and I, I mean, I have that, I have the things underwear, so I just wear them like for the week before I suspect it's coming, but not everyone knows when it's coming. That's true. I'm, a real game changer for me was getting a period app to oh, tell yeah. me when it was coming. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really enjoying that. Yeah, that's a. I know when big, I'm gonna want some burgers. <laughs> I know when I'm gonna be miserable. Yeah, and, and I know when it's well, gonna stop more or less. So also, I think there's something to the craving burgers or meat or whatever right before your period because you're losing iron through yep. your blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wonder. I think there's something to that. Oh yeah, I think so. It is before and after for me. Interesting. Before and after. Cool. Okay. Well, Which makes me very excited because I'm like, oh, um, this burger is going to be extra it's gonna be, good. It's going to be extra good and it's helping me. I'm getting iron. Exactly. Um, and then the, the last phase, I don't know what number we're on, but the last phase is going back and like doing damage control. Like who noticed? Do I need to say anything? Do I need to glean something up? Like all these other things, but... Have you ever said anything to someone as if it's something mm. to apologize no, for? No, no, I definitely have not. But not in like an indignant sort of way. I'm not like, oh, I'm not apologizing. I, in like a shame, hang your head and like just go go hide somewhere kind of way. I have not said anything. <laughs> um, okay, so here's what I've written also of what to do in an emergency situation, whether to like you know, prevent it or, I mean, prevention, it just doesn't always happen. You just can't, you can't always. I mean, we all know that. Yes. Right. So like, so to your point, getting the office to put something in the bathroom, I feel like that's an easy sell these days. Oh yeah. Easy sell. Maybe not back way back when. When there was, like, not even a lady restroom. But now it's, like, get, stock that stuff. Don't make employees pay for it. Like, that's common decency. Put stuff yeah, in the bathroom. now it's, like, uh, we don't want to be the... Yes. Those guys over there. Exactly. Exactly. You can easily pressure someone into doing that for you. Um, second, <laughs> if there is no... Um, like here, you know, in a co-working space, some people might not feel that it's necessary to put tampons or pads in the bathroom or whatever because they're not technically responsible for your employment, so they're not technically responsible for your needs. So you you put your own hidden little stash. You just, like, tape a tampon to a pad and tape it, like, under the sink or Behind the toilet, <laughs> like a like a weapon, like you just l- put some kind of thing in there for yourself, just in case. Like if it's a bathroom you're visiting frequently, keep it out of sight. No one else knows it's there, and it's just <laughs> stuck okay. In. I do, put it in a plant. No, I don't know. I do like <laughs> that visual. 
I like even more the idea of having them like in this golden glass case with like backlighting and some neon lights. Ooh, some like Elvis display of tampons. Something real flashy. Mm. Like in a shared bathroom. Going in the opposite direction. Yeah. I do I I like that better. Yeah. But if you need to tape one under the sink, that's probably cool. I'm trying to hit all potential like situations here. Yeah. And all potential like levels of comfort in showcasing because if you're the only woman in an office, true, no, nah, not gonna happen. No, no, no amount of gold lighting will help you then. Um, and if you're all like, if you're in a male dominant thing, you're already feeling pretty insecure about like fitting in. You know, like mm-hmm. not being the outsider, not being uh, ostracized. So it takes a very confident woman to like reframe the period in a world in a group full of men. <laughs> It's just that's what that's a tough one. So we're not gonna we're not holding. Yeah, it that just hinges on how much energy do you want to put into right correct. making that a thing. Yeah. Um. So I'm guilty of not like going to the bathroom frequently enough. So I always wait till I have to go to the bathroom to like change anything, which is not necessarily a good habit. So maybe just change more frequently. That's kind of an obvious point, but I don't do it. So. I get it if you don't either. Um, always wear tunic length clothing so that you never. <laughs> always. <laughs> Just always. Just always wear them. I'm a very big fan of tunic length. Anything. Anything that covers my butt, I like. Um, carry a big purse. Just carry a large bag with you so you can carry it behind you if you have a big stain. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> wear a summer scarf. Winter, obviously, you can wear scarves and get away with it. But if you have, like, a summer, like, a light cotton or a cashmere scarf, you just wear that, you know, for the week. And that way, if something does leak through, you can just, like, sash it around your waist. Oh, yeah. I just felt like wearing a sarong Stylish. (laughs) And maybe people are like, why the heck is that girl suddenly wearing her scarf as a sarong? But you don't have to, they don't have to confirm the humiliation. You just look kind of weird for an indeterminate amount of time, like maybe an hour or so before you can get somewhere to clean yourself up. Um, Also, if you're like on the subway or in the city and you're walking, if you're in transit, grab one of those free little newspapers or flyers and hold it over your bum. (laughs) I like brainstormed these real quick before we came (laughs) It's like, these are not You're very like, good. don't worry. These are totally worth sharing. These are not good If you happen to be on a subway, <laughs> Carbondale, <laughs> wink, wink, you just grab one of those free papers. Although um, there are free papers around this town. Too. There are, yeah. So there, you can get a free paper almost anywhere. So that's why I threw it in there. So it's like, I mean, hey, you might not think of it as like a good block. And if you already have, like, if you're already, like, a New York Times person, as you as you are, and you already have a paper with you, then you're just, like, now you're just showing the world what you read. And they're like, wow, what a classy lady. <laughs> I'm sure she's not covering up a massive period leak on her bum. Um, nope, just letting this. Nope, just, just want, every, just want to hold loose. my newspaper over my back while I walk forward. That's fine. Don't ask me questions. Um Anyways, those are my suggestions. I wanted to think of a little outside the box on those. I like them. Instead I like of them doing a lot. like obvious 
put pads and tampons in every single bag and purse that you own. But like that doesn't always work because I'm not always carrying those with me, you know. I do like the stashing in the toilet kind of thing. Like I like that one. Taping them somewhere yeah. that nobody else knows about. Well, what would be even better than having one at the ready is just imagining someone discovering a tampon like taped to the inside of a cupboard. Oh, yeah. Like, haha. Yeah. I happened to need this and it was here and it freaked someone out the other day. <laughs> And it really scared someone. Win, win, win. Win, 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 win. Um, that's all I have. This was a great topic. Or, well, I guess the list. It was list format, but yeah, I mini hope, stories. Yeah, I hope our list um, just made it feel less taboo. <laughs> yes. That yes. was the intention. I, I guess we should have done a disclaimer at the beginning of like, we're just going to get right into it. But if it's... I mean, our 1% knows what they came for. They, they know what they're doing here, right? Like, those men in our audience are, are not under any, um, what am I trying to say? Under any illusion that we are going to be talking about totally gender-neutral topics. Well, who says men shouldn't hear about women having their periods? I've been a big proponent of this for a very long time. I'm often surprised at how few men know what a tampon is when you hold it up. Like, do you know what the, like, we're hiding stuff up our sleeve yes. for no reason. If you just carry it in broad daylight, they're going to think it's a pack of tissues or like some fun candy. Like, because <laughs> they're always multicolored and fun and cute. Is that a wrapped. fun dip? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, sweet. Um, fun dip was a funny, that was a good, uh, good choice for the want to dip your sugar in double entendre um boy if you only knew it was not a it's not a fun dip that's for sure um so well oh yeah so men yeah men should definitely like i used to have a roommate who had his own period timer for a girl that he would occasionally sleep with for her period so that he knew what the safe zones for intercourse were basically for not having a child. That's I guess, what interesting. Yeah. I thought you were going with, he just didn't want to bother asking mm. to get together around certain times. Yes. Also that also he knew when she was going to be really testy and moody. So he would just kind of like send her really nice things or avoid her altogether. And so I, Boy, he, Donovan, he was such a funny roommate. He was so wildly sexist, but, like, it was my first guy roommate. And so I just took it as, like, a front row seat to the male psyche. I was like, tell me everything that you do. Okay, so you have a period timer. That seems really condescending, but also I can see why it would be really valuable for you. Do you bring her a potato chip? Because <laughs> if yes. so, um, but a period-covered pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it it what what could be very sexist on one hand could also be incredibly thoughtful on the other so i don't know you be the judge I mean, um well if we all talk about periods a little bit more sure then it might not be such a thing we have to deal with or like strategize around yes it can just be something that happens yeah it's interesting to me at how young 
people are having sex and how little they talk about like a woman's cycle given it's you know the gravity of that situation oh my gosh and like reliably taking birth control or reliably using protection like or just knowing what's going on correct correct yeah i mean i feel late to that party too like oh there's phases and there's hormone ups and downs Mm -hmm. and they're like this is what's actually happening at this time Mm -hmm. with this part of my body like Oh, boy. Did we learn that? Like, did I just block it all out, or do we just not learn that? I, I, we learned, like, very surface level stuff. I, I don't, we weren't learning about, like, hormone level fluctuations or anything. It was not deeply involved. It was like, this is how much blood comes out of you, typically, and this is stuff that you should use. And it's like, okay. And so I've had a lot of friends, a lot of women say this. The the kicker isn't, like, using different types of protection or understanding your cycle to prevent a pregnancy. The kicker is when you are actually trying to get pregnant. It is so much harder than you would have ever believed. It's so much harder than you would have believed. That's funny you say that. I always feel that way in movies where they're, like, trying to have, you know, they're trying to have kids. Yes. And, like, time it the right way. Mm-hmm. And that's always on my mind. It's like, do you... You have to try that hard. Right. Like, yeah. it's been my worst nightmare my entire life that Correct. it could just happen at any moment. Yeah. And then suddenly it's totally okay to get pregnant. And you're like, oh, wait, but I've been avoiding this my entire life. So now I have to go, like, willingly into this forest? Okay. And so it's, it's, there's so much more to it that I was embarrassed about how little I knew about, like, my own biology it was really yes exactly um, really humiliating and then you got to tell your partner how how like how it works <laughs> um if you're doing it like you know through like heterosexual relationships it gets even more complicated in homosexual relationships because if you're not adopting and you're doing like surrogacy or sperm donation or things like that it is or in vitro, like, I mean, it now, now it gets like, now you're in a realm that you have never heard about. Right. Like, no one taught this in sex ed. No one, no one, like, gave you an introductory pamphlet at the doctor. Like, these are just completely new territories for women. And so, anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a wild, wild world out period there. Period blood. Um, well, this is a tangent, but <clears throat> I just want to say... The fact that we get taxed on feminine hygiene products. Ooh, yeah. Bugs the crap out of me. Feminine (laughs) hygiene. A bidet should be considered a feminine hygiene product. Oh, yeah. I've heard of a few people installing bidets, and they're like, boy, oh, boy, it's great for when you have your period. (laughs) I never thought about that. No, I know. It's, it's. It's lovely. We installed one because my sister in law did it, and you I was, did? and she was like, "You got to do it." She was like, "This might be TMI, but," and then, she, and then she always gives you like full detail, but you, that's what you need to hear. And I was like, "Okay, yeah, let's give this a shot. It's great." You, f- I mean, part of the shame in talking about your period is how dirty you feel during your period. Yeah, like your confidence drops. In, um, I don't know if this is like true or not, but in the military, in in like our 
boot camp segment. Um, for officers, they try to get you to drop out. So you go for training and they try to get you to quit. Mm-hmm. It's not like you sign up and then you're in the military. So for men, they have like specific tactics. But I heard our instructors say that for women, all they had to do was keep us dirty. Like, because our confidence would drop when we were dirty, when we were very, very filthy. Mm. Like, the men, totally fine with filth, I guess. Like, it didn't affect their confidence as much. But they would get us to get really down on ourselves by keeping us filthy. That's like like an easy button, (laughs) like a big vulnerability. Yeah. 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 Or even if we weren't dirty, they would call us dirty. And they would say things like, oh, what's this behind your ear? Like, and pretend there was like smudge or dirt behind it just to keep us feeling insecure and like low confidence. It was really, it's really clever mind trick, but I feel like that's part of the reason why talking about your period is like so embarrassing because it's so gross. It's so dirty. You're so dirty when you have it. It's amazing that that that's how so many people think about bleeding. Well, blood is a biohazard. Like, in hospitals, anything with blood on it has to be put in, like, special bags and put, you know. So so there is that conflict of, like, you are ble- you're putting blood into the world. And if I see somebody else's blood in the toilet, like, if somebody forgets to flush or whatever, you're like, ew! You know, like, it is gross. Yeah. It's totally gross. But what about, and I wish I knew more about this, but what about all of these ancient cultures where women were... <clears throat> having blood baths together and we're you know like they were in it i'm sorry what yes yes <laughs> could i need you to could you give a little more context well, what are you talking about <clears throat> i've never heard of blood baths. okay i'll have i'll do some research before the next oh, episode oh my word But my guess is that women in community were Mm -hmm. all having their periods at the same time. Okay. And then would bathe together, just like everyone did. Oh, I I see. People bathed together. I'm sorry. That's not what I was picturing. (laughs) When you just said bloodbath, I just pictured bathtubs full of blood. Not like... We're all we all use the same bath water and we're all on our period. Like let's all squat over this tub and fill it up. (laughs) I was like, what kind of crazy stuff is she talking about? Okay, yeah, that makes way more sense. But yeah, you're right. But yeah, did people get like blood infections from it? I don't know. Like I I don't know. Wait. We're at way outside of our lean. Way lean outside. I, I am going to research this for a next one. Stay tuned. I think it's, I, I mean, I would like to hear more about it. Yeah. Um, the other, oh, when I was doing a little bit of like online research for this episode, I was reading a, reading some other women's stories and there was one woman who had a moment with her daughter who was like 10 at a swim meet or whatever. She was sitting at, they were watching her son swim meet and she felt her period leak and she was like oh geez and she and she like turned to her daughter and she was like hey is there blood on the back of my dress and and her daughter was like yeah and so she like sat back down and she was like okay and then she noticed that her daughter was staring at her because she's like what's what's the right way to react to this like she's looking at her mom as the example now of what to do when you have a completely humiliating blood leak through your clothes. And so to the mom's credit, she was like, okay, 
I'm going to go to the bathroom and clean myself up. And so she just stood up and walked to the bathroom with a huge blood mark on the back of her, went to the bathroom, washed her skirt in the sink, and like did the toilet paper trick, like huge, huge wad of toilet paper, and went back to sit down in a wet skirt and was like totally cool about it. And then I'd explained to her daughter, like, yep, like this is, this is just a fact of life. This happens. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. And her da- so her daughter's like, big learning moment for a 10 year old who's like, hasn't experienced anything yet, probably, and is looking to her mom to be like, what am I supposed to do? How should I react in this situation when it happens to me? How am I supposed to feel when this happens? It's a big, big input. So way to go, mom. Yeah, that's huge. (laughs) And how amazing to make that decision with the intention that, okay, I'm going to shape the way that this young girl thinks about herself. Yes. And so I, you know, if it were just me, maybe I'd grab a piece of newspaper. Right. But, but it's not. But I'm going to do as I say and, you know, it's not, it's do as I say, not as I do, but I'm going to do, but I'm actually going to do as I say. So I want her to do this and I would tell her to do this. So I have to do it. Right. Which is. That's awesome. Chin up, go to the bathroom, clean yourself up, get back at it. So, which I think is probably a lot of women's reactions. Like when you just have no other option, you just got to stand up and go to the bathroom. Like (laughs) you just have to, what are you going to do? Cry about it? Sit there for hours just waiting for people to leave, you know, like (laughs) bleeding into a chair? Well, that's the ideal, isn't it? Right? Like, isn't the wish to just not be ashamed or embarrassed about this kind of thing? Correct. Yeah. Like, we have, if that's the desire. Yeah. Then we have to decide, like, well, how am I going to inch my way towards that place? Yeah. That's tough. I don't know if I have advice for that. I mean, some days you're just not on the moon. That's So that's fine. (laughs) Good point. Good point. But maybe other days you're like, Yeah. yeah, you know what? I'm going to tell this guy that I have cramps and I'm right. going to smile. It, it would it would definitely depend on the male to female ratio in the room for me. Mm-hmm. If I were, if it were like half women, I'd be like, well, excuse me, I've got a bathroom emergency and like just walk out and potentially just show everybody that you have a leak. But if it's mostly men, I'm not doing that. I, I'm, I cannot say I would do that either. Yeah. And Which... it's not like... I don't know if it's necessarily I don't care so much about preserving their feelings about it. I would care I just care more about uh, I can't count on someone else's maturity. I can't count on a man's maturity. I'm just going to assume they're going to be immature and talk about it later and I don't want to be professionally damaged because of something that's totally natural. Exactly. Because of somebody else's perception of it. Like this is this comes up a lot with breastfeeding too, like breastfeeding mm. in public. It's a completely natural thing to do. I, I never got used to never I, I was never like doing it in public comfortably or like uncovered or anything like that. Like power to women who are just like, yep, this is what I'm doing and deal with it. But I could never get there. And I felt like really I felt a little bit of a sh- shame with that that I couldn't get to the point where I was like what this is totally natural and normal who cares Mm -hmm. but there are just some people like some men 
I couldn't, some men I could do it in front of them totally fine, but there were some I just could not because I knew they were just, they weren't seeing a, a natural process occurring. They were just seeing like boob exposure in public. That's so, it's so interesting. It's so interesting to like have to have that dilemma of, I know in my heart that this makes me a miracle and wonderful and beautiful and whatever, Mm -hmm. strong. And the effects of this might degrade me to this other level. Yeah. And so in every situation, here I am deciding, do I want to just like stick with this higher knowing or whatever? Mm -hmm. Or... You know, how much do I want to take into consideration the effects it's going to have on me? Yeah. And that's like the constant, it's the constant battle. Yeah, it's like, it's the constant battle. Is it worth sacrificing, you know, my, whatever, whatever it is. Yes, yes. It's a, it's weighing. And maybe that's just like a natural part of being human, right? Yeah. Like we, we are constantly making decisions. Do we want to go with, do we want to go with the standard the gold standard or do we want to own it and go on our own path sometimes i just don't have the energy to own it yeah sometimes it's really just nice to be a penguin and fall in line and not do anything out of the ordinary it's a very comfortable life but like i've gotten better at it as i've gotten older that's for sure i think that can be said for a lot of people mm-hmm. but there's still just days where i like I can't have the confidence to do what I need to do, so I'm not going to do it. You know, maybe tomorrow. I think there's a lot of power in just knowing you have that choice, though. It's like, you know what? Sometimes I am going to push my edge and, Mm -hmm. like, challenge this or, you know, be a little bit bolder than I'm comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm just not because I'm tired. (laughs) Like, great. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's good to not feel like you have to, like, do only one or the other all the time. Yes, that's true. I think that's maybe where a lot of people, like, just just embrace nuance, I guess, is, like, a, is a reoccurring moral in my life lately. Like, yeah. you do mm-hmm. not have to put yourself in one box or this box or that box or be one side of the spectrum or the other. You can change your mind every day if you want to. And you don't have to have an opinion on everything. That's another freedom that I think a lot of people neglect lately. It's like... When somebody asks you what your opinion is on something and you're really not firm on any stance, you can say, I don't have an opinion. Because that like blows people's minds because everybody offers opinions. So (laughs) it's a good way to be different. Anyway, we're getting way off track again. Um, It also reminds me, I want to put a topic in the jar about pride, about like Mm. making decisions based on your pride. Oh, well, I just can't. I I couldn't live with myself if I didn't Mm. do X. And it gets you in trouble a lot. I think it makes you make the wrong decision a lot. Yeah. There is something about embracing flaw and contradiction and being wrong. Or just inconsistency. Inconsistency. (laughs) You know, you don't have to be this one person all the time. Find like a few core things you don't compromise on. And that's that's all you need. You don't have to Mm. like be so hard headed about every single topic. (laughs) I think a lot of people are going to laugh thinking, hearing that coming from me, but because I could, I can, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who I am anymore. 
I've changed so much in the past like five years that I don't know. Well, that's what, but that is a, an obvious trait I love about you. You're very oh. bold and also like, I don't know, fuck it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for saying that. <laughs> I'm glad that I can be both of those it's, things. Well, it is, but it is, but not many people can. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, have because, the confidence to. Yes. You know? Yeah. I think that there's a lot of pressure to be very consistent across the board in all your beliefs mm-hmm. and stances. And I definitely don't <laughs> fly that way. I'm not good at that. And if somebody makes like, a, I think I might be one of the few people where if somebody makes a really good point on an argument, I'm, I'm probably changing my mind. <laughs> like, but that is right. Can back, That's not very something. common. I'm like, well, yeah, I never thought about that. Okay. Well, I'll take this. I guess aliens do exist, you know, <laughs> for example, something like that, you know, where it's like, okay, Cool. I guess I, because a lot of times we're often going off knowledge that we acquired when we were like 15 or 16 and we just haven't updated our brains for a while with new information. And it's hard to now because there's just so much information that it just feels good to cling to the first thing that you learned instead of, because then when you start changing, well, now where do I where do I put my feet? I don't know where I don't know where I'm going now if I keep changing what I know. But there are a couple things that you should update, I think. Okay, what like period underwear <laughs> made by Thinks? No, <laughs> they're not sponsoring this, but like we really want them to someday. Oh so we're just gonna to be swimming in Thinks underwear. <laughs> We're thinks rich. It's really our only dream for this podcast. (laughs) It was the whole point in starting it. (laughs) To just drown ourselves in empties. To just get an endless supply of period underwear. Um, But that is something that I was like, gross, not on your life. I'm not doing that. Oh, I remember the thing I wanted to say now. Whoa. It came back to me, thank goodness. Um, When we, when my husband and I hiked the John Muir Trail, I was very concerned about what we're going to be out there for maybe three weeks. There's a real good chance. You don't have to be a wizard in math to know that you're probably going to have your period while you're out there. Um, So I started doing research. I started looking on YouTube for videos of women like through hikers, day hikers, backpackers, what their solutions were. And the thing that I was struck by the most is how childish they were about like saying the word period or like just addressing the issue at hand they would start the videos like okay so ladies all right if you're a guy you you might not want to watch the rest like the name of the title of the video is like getting your period in the wilderness men aren't gonna look at it like why are you giving that disclaimer and then the rest of the video was still like very tongue-in-cheek, very like, ooh, I don't want to say it. Ooh, blood. Ooh. You know like, what day of the week I'm making this about. <laughs> Right. Auntie Mary Wait. came. <laughs> Auntie Mary? I've never heard that before. Or what is it? Is Auntie it? Flo. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I was thinking of a Bloody Mary. Oh. If you're having old Bloody Mary on the trail, oh my gosh, that's <laughs> grab your celery stick and grab your things. <laughs> Little Tabasco. Oh god, that would be painful. Um, I I did not know Aunt Mary. Auntie Flo is typically the one I've heard. 
But, you know, Aunt Mary will throw that I one think, <laughs> I think that was it. I don't know, Mary is like, isn't there also the Mary, the secret Mary that, like, floats and she's, like, a dead Oh, blo- spirit? no, yeah, she is Bloody Mary. She's also Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, I have your baby is what you're supposed to say in the mirror or something like that. One of my old coworkers had a crazy story about that. <laughs> she, she and her cousins did it in like you're supposed to be in a I think it may be a bathroom I don't know if it's just typically in a bathroom because that's where a mirror is where you can like turn out all the lights but you're supposed to look dead in the mirror within the pitch black and say it three times and then she appears on the other side of the mirror so her story was that Bloody Mary showed up and all the lights in the house went out and the kids lost their minds they were like 13 14 screaming, crying, running through the house, hitting all the light switches, nothing would turn on. And and she was moving. I don't even care if it's true or not. I just love the story. She Bloody Mary was moving through the house in every reflective surface they would run by. Oh, so it would God. be like, didn't it? It's a little goosebumpy. Like every every piece of glass in a frame or every mirror or like the windows in the house they would be running away from the bathroom and she would be go she would just show up in each of the reflections as they were moving and the one light that got rid of her was someone ran to the fridge and opened the door and the light from the fridge broke the spell i don't know Whoa. i don't know like it sent her away and so <laughs> she described her perfectly it was she was like it was the middle of the day at Banana Republic, and we were like, I was working at Banana Republic at the time. Oh, when she was telling you the story, <laughs> I was, was like, wait, what? It was a slow day at Banana Republic. Banana Republic Men's I worked at in men's suiting, and it was its own separate store, and she was telling me the story, and we were like shaking scared in the middle of the day at Banana Republic because of the Bloody Mary story. So anyways, that's Bloody Mary. <laughs> There's also the drink, and then there's Auntie Flo, who we're talking about. So all these girls would, like, give just pointless advice. And, like, most of it was, like, oh, just bring pads and tampons out with you and then pack out your trash. Right. Now, if you've ever done a hiking excursion. You don't want a pound of period you, pads. If several pounds. I mean, if you're talking, like, a week or whatever of, like, packing out your garbage... That's a lot. And you can't, like, dish it at a at a drop point or anything. Like, you have to carry that the entire time. There are people who go out with only 16 pounds of gear. Can you imagine an extra pound of just period waste? Like, <laughs> one-seventeenth of what I'm carrying is my own blood. Is my own On the outside self. of my body. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I... That was when I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to just try the period underwear because it sounds gross. It sounds unsanitary, but how different can it be from a pad? Right. So I was like, man, I'll just, I'll give it a shot because I do not want to go through this mess on the trail. And I brought them out there and I ended up not getting my period because of all the physical stress that Mm -hmm. we were under. But they ended up being like exceptional hiking underwear because they'd absorb sweat and moisture and all the stuff that you do not want. And then you pee in the woods and, and then, then you, you pee. just pull yes, your Yes, that's the up. best part is yes. peeing out in nature and you're like, no problem. That's just going to get soaked right up. And at the end of each day, I would 
use um, water, river water or something, I would just scoop it up and like carry it away and like wash them out, hang them to dry, wear the other pair, I only had two, and then they would dry, the dirty ones would dry overnight. I'd have the clean ones on and then I'd spend the next day. Like, so anyway, <laughs> we have any <laughs> budding trail hikers. I forget what the back, it's not backpackers or through hikers. Section hiking? I can't remember what it's called, but just if you're backpacking, it's the way to go for sure. Even if you don't have your period. <laughs> How's that? Thanks. Was that convincing enough? No. Um, okay. Let's wrap. So I guess we'll just leave you with this. Go tell everyone about your period. Go, go wild. Go free. Go out into the world and be proud of yourselves. And go bleed through your pants. That's A space workplace. You found us here. Now click subscribe so we can keep filling your ear holes and get us on Instagram at a workplace podcast. What workplace? I don't know.